This is episode number 252 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. This week is part two of a two-part series on public speaking fear. And last week, I showed you where public speaking fear comes from, and we also covered five things that people do to try to reduce nervousness that actually causes nervousness. This week, I'm going to first show you how to lower the risk of failure, make it much, much, much easier to deliver a speech. And then secondly, I'm going to cover a four-step process to help you absolutely eliminate public speaking fear once and for all. Hey, by the way, if you are enjoying the episodes, I need a really big favor from you. Would you mind taking a few seconds and leaving a great review on your podcast app? For instance, on Apple Podcasts, if you go to the show's main page, you can scroll down until you see the review section. Just leave a review, letting folks know what you think of the show. Um, I, the show and really all of the great content that we put out is absolutely free every single week. And the re reviews actually help us keep it that way. This allows the show to reach more people. So I really, really do appreciate it. Thanks so much for your help. All right. So let's get on with today's episode. Hey, so last week we covered a few things about the fear of public speaking, where it comes from, how you get it. And when we kind of started to talk a little bit about how you get rid of it. And, and one of the, the first thing that we talked about last week was how a lot of the things that we do to help us reduce that nervousness actually causes nervousness. So if you just stop doing those things, a lot of the nervousness will go away, which is pretty interesting, by the way. Um, this week, though, we're going to talk about how do you actually get rid of that public speaking fear? So just as a recap from, from last week, some of the public speaking fear that we talked about, it, it can come from like childhood memories, you know, those situations where, where, um, where we had to get up in front of an elementary school or junior high school or high school or college and get up and present and things didn't go as well as what we wanted them to, or could just be past challenges speaking in the business world. And then finally, some of the nervousness comes from, what I call faulty preparation, doing things that we think are going to help us get rid of that public speaking fear or reduce the public speaking fear, but the things that we're doing are actually causing it, like memorizing a speech and different things like that. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode or watch last last week ep week's episode on uh, YouTube, then um, make sure and go back and, and watch or listen to that first, because the stuff that we're going to cover this week will actually make a whole lot more sense. And it's going to work a whole lot better if you've done those other things. So um, just by the way, just so you know, um, I, I know like at the very beginning of, of each of the podcasts each week, I, I kind of tell you a little bit about our public speaking classes and where they're going to happen, that kind of thing. Um, so just as, a, as an aside here, one of the things that 
that um, you'll find about public speaking fear is the things that we're doing as coaches are the exact same things that I'm showing you here. So like I said, this is kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit and showing you what we actually do in our classes to help you reduce nervousness. That way you can actually do this. If you're not, if you don't have access to one of our classes, then you could actually recreate this yourself and, you know, probably get a pretty good success, help you reduce nervousness. But like, for instance, um, we, we, what we do, the reason why classes work so well, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm a, a little biased toward my own class because I, I created it, but a lot of public speaking classes work really, really well. And the reason why they do is because they help the people in the audience or the people that are going through that class string together a series of successes. So basically, like what we do in our classes is we help people change the way that they prepare for a presentation so that when they give it, give it the way that we suggest, and it's a lot easier and it reduces their nervousness. They go, oh my God, that was way easy. I should, man, that's anybody can do that, right? And so then once they do that once and have a success, then it's a whole lot easier now to, to have a second success and then a third success and a fourth success. And especially if, if you're in a classroom setting, you can string a lot of those successes. You can string together a series of maybe six to eight different successes in a short period of time so that by the time you walk out of the room, man, your, your confidence is really high. I mean, that's why that step-by-step -step, you know, process works, works so well. So basically, the point of that is, is that once you have a series of successes and um, you, know, you have one success after another, after another, after another, and each one of those times you've had zero failures in between, then the anxiety, that nervousness just kind of fades away. It, it basically, it's just like what the, the, how the nervousness faded away after you had a few successes driving your car. If you think about it, you know, that very first time we last week, we kind of talked about how the very first time when you get on a freeway, you're all nervous and, and, and you're afraid, you know, that, Oh my God, there's not enough space to merge in between the other cars. And that nervousness kicks up. And nowadays, I mean, if, if you've been driving for any, you know, for a couple of years, and uh, and you and you go into that that on ramp, even if there's just a very little space, you, you kind of stick the nose of your car and then the other cars kind of separate for you. It's like it, it's second nature now. It's something that happens almost automatically. And the reason why is because you've done that same thing day after day after day after day after day for for years. And um, so if you kind of keep that in mind, that's that's the, the memories of your past failures, whether from childhood or from the business world when they get replaced by memories of recent successes, that's where that confidence is, is going to grow. So um, I, I'm going to share with you in the very, just in the very first part of this session, the absolute fastest way to overcome stage fright. And uh, this is the key right here. You, if you understand this concept, it will help you speak in front of a group with very little anxiety. And the secret is, is that you have to lower the risk of failure for yourself. <laughs> Basically, you know, if you a lot of times folks will say, "Hey, Doug, how do you overcome the fear of public speaking?" It's it, it's basically, it's just like any other anxiety that you that you that you have that you experience. The the more unknown that is there, the more the more of an unknown risk that is available, the greater that nervousness is going to be when you experience it. Right, so the best way to tackle the most common fear is to lower the risk involved. You want to lower the risk of, of failure. So when we, when we, when we lower those unknown factors, we lower the threat 
And we also lower the, the fear. The fear starts to diminish. So sometimes it even goes away entirely, by the way. So anytime you do something that is somewhat dangerous, your body is going to react in a, in a negative way, right? Your heart rate is going to increase. You may get the sweaty palms and the queasy stomach, uh, things like, like riding a bicycle, driving a car, flying an airplane, firing a handgun. You know, those are all things that are somewhat dangerous for people without any experience doing those things. And by the way, if you've ever seen a four-year-old or a five-year-old kid riding a bicycle, you, you kind of, you can typically kind of see the tension on that kid's face. Um, it's the same, same kind of tension that you're going to see with a, a teenager that just got his or her driving permit. The very first time that a pilot, you know, takes off, um, and um, uh, well, actually you can even experience this as a, as a, um, as a participant, as a, as a passenger on a, on an airline, that very first time, the very first time that you sit on a commercial airline and that plane takes off and it kind of catches your stomach, you know, kind of how the, the G forces make your stomach kind of get a little uh, tingly. And, and all of a sudden, if that's the very first time that you experience that, all, there's a good chance that you probably grab the armrest just a little bit tighter, right? So it's because it's those first time events are things that cause nervousness because we're unsure about exactly what's going to happen, exactly what's going to be going on. Um, on uh, police officers, you know, the, the, they, they, they practice day after day after day to get proficient at firing their handguns because they, they want to be extremely confident if they ever do have to pull that, that weapon on somebody, right? The point is, is that the, the fear that we have is normal. And, and if you practice in the right way, the fear will go away. You know, basically those things will, the, those things that, that, that initial nervousness that we feel is, is it should be there. But as you practice, if you practice the right way, then over time, that nervousness is going to weigh. So here's the step-by-step -step process that, that we use in our classes to help people reduce fear. And this is what I suggest people do uh, if you're experiencing that nervousness. Uh, and by the way, in each one of those examples that I just gave you, um, the, the, the people who experience anxiety typically follow a step-by-step -step process to reduce the tension, right? Sometimes the process is, is really passive, such as, you know, flying in an airplane. Obviously, you, you don't have to do a whole lot. You just sit in the passenger seat, right? You just sit, sit in your seat with your seatbelt buckled, right? Um, you do that a few times and it becomes kind of normal. However, uh, most often the process is very active, like when you learn to fly a plane. Or, or when you learn to fire a handgun, or when you learn to ride a bicycle, or when you learn to drive a car. Um, each one of those processes are, are, are very active. You do something, you have a success in that experience, the nervousness kind of goes down. So the first thing I suggest is that you want to start with in the, the attitude of what I call the attitude of want, meaning that you have to actually want the skill that you're trying to develop. Otherwise, you're not going to go very far. You, you don't, you don't have to have a lot of confidence in the beginning, beginning, but you do have to have a bit of courage. And if you're experiencing that fear and you don't have that courage, then you, it, it'll, it'll stall that process pretty dramatically. So if you don't have an eager want to actually get better at speaking in front of a group, then you're probably not going to put out a whole lot of effort. And the courage when when you when you experience that courage when you when you um, use that courage and perform effectively 
and you have a success, that's what leads to confidence. And then the second thing is that you have to break um, the activity, whatever it is, by the way, this is not just public speaking. This is anything that you want to learn how to do. You break it into component parts. Uh, one of the big mistakes that a lot of people make is they, they, most people, they try to complete the entire activity flawless all at once. But if you make a mistake in the process, as you're kind of going through, then that's where the fear is going to develop. Because if you're doing it that way, then basically you have to be perfect in order to succeed. And that's a, a pretty challenging thing, thing to do the very first time they ever do something, right? So it's easier to grow in a step-by-step -step manner. Um, the third component is that you want to master each of those component parts. So you've breaking, broken down the, the activity into components and then master each component part. You practice each one of those components until confidence in that specific part grows. You don't skip to the next thing until you get really good at the prior thing. And, and then you string together a series of those successes and the self-confidence and that overall skill is, is gonna grow as well. And then the last step is then you just repeat the process. You know, you've, you've already done one of the components, you've had a success, okay, let's add something to it. Let's take component number two now, let's master that. And then let's master component number three. And you don't move to component two until you master component one. So as, as a person masters each component part of the process, then confidence is really going to grow and it becomes much easier to practice the next part and then the next. <laughs> and the speed at which we pick up a new skill in the area, by the way, increases as well. It's like a snowball. And um, it's 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 a little challenging to get started. You know, think about it like a snowball. It's kind of hard to get that first when you start to roll it, and but you roll it over and over, and every time it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So one of the interesting things that that happen is that once we go through this cycle once, that that first phase, that first component, that that attitude of want that we talked about earlier, it it it's much easier now to move through the the process because we've already had a success. It's a whole lot easier to kind of move toward a goal if we've had some success in the past. If we have a challenge up front, now all of a sudden, eh, maybe I just didn't really want that in the first place, right? So basically, it's a whole lot easier attitudinal-wise uh, as we kind of go through the process. So as you as you complete the process over and over, having a success each time, then then that, that fear that originally kept us from moving through the, the first phase, it, it de decreases dramatically. So, um, so basically, most people... They, they fail to reduce stage fright because like I said before, they, they try to practice the full skill all at once. You know, most speakers, they, they, they fail to break that skill into component parts and they try to, to master the entire skill all at once. I see this happening all the time in public speaking, but it happens in a lot of skill areas as well. Um, it, it, an analogy would be that, that we like taking a four-year-old that's just learning to ride a bicycle and take them to like the BMX dirt bike track and then pushing them down the, the biggest, steepest hill. Right. So, or like taking a 15 year old driver for the first time down to like downtown New York to, to practice for the first time. Uh, you know, that no school parking lots, no, nothing like that. Just say, Hey man, you're, you're, you're starting in, in bumper to bumper traffic. Um, or like sending a, a rookie police cadet into the middle of a big drug deal or something like that, right? So basically, that's that's typically what people do with public speaking. We tend to jump in front of our peers or the board of directors or a big client, and then we just kind of wing it. 
and as a result, doesn't, doesn't work really as well. So I, I would suggest you do it a better way, you know? So basically um, if you, if you have access to some type of public speaking class, that's usually a really good way to overcome that fear of public speaking. I mean, you can, you can come to one of our fearless presentations classes, but in a lot of cases, almost any class will do almost any class will, will help you. The, the big thing that I would kind of encourage you to do, though, is before you go and invest in a class, look at the type of coaching that they're doing. If they're doing the give you some information, leave you alone, let you do it, then critique you technique, that's, a, that's hard because that's stringing together a series of failures. If you have a really, if the people teaching the, the sessions, though, if they're really good coaches and they make sure that you never fail in the first place, that's going to be a better in, investment for you. Um, one of the things that typically comes up here is a lot of times when folks will say, what about, what about toasting clubs like Toastmasters? Toastmasters and speaking clubs like that can be very, very, very effective. It really depends on the club that you go to, right? So I would just like a public speaking class, if you're going to, if you're going to um, experiment with going to a, a Toastmasters or a toasting club, then I would go and check out a few clubs in, in, in at a time, you know, go and check out a, a, a few in a week. Look and look for the people that have been there the longest, the people that have been there like five or 10 years that keep coming back and then watch the way they speak. And if they are speaking in a way, if you look at those folks and go, man, okay, great. I want to be like that person someday. You're probably in a good club. <laughs> if you look at the people that have been there a long time and they sound kind of cheesy or forced or fake or something like that, then you probably want to kind of move on to a, another one because there's a good chance that you're going to be wasting your time uh, going to that one. But just kind of keep that in mind. The 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 um it, the 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 advantage of going to a club like that, by the way, is that remember I said that nervousness is reduced and confidence is increased when you string together a series of successes. So if you're getting up in front of a group every single week and every single week that you, you have a success, then it's not going to take very long for you to start to experience that, that um, confidence, uh, even without the club, if that makes sense. So basically, it's, it's a good way over time to string together a series of, of successes, obviously, if you get into a good club. Anyway, but hey, if you need help on any of this stuff, by the way, reach out to me. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can also you know, subscribe to the podcast. We're giving you lots of, lots of tips. Go to fearlesspresentations.com. We have like hundreds and hundreds of different articles, videos, um, uh, podcast recordings, and, and that kind of thing that, that are there at your fingertips. Or if you want to attend one of our classes, just look up the two-day fearless presentations class. We got them going all over the, the world, well, all, all over the United States right now. And then ultimately when COVID really kicks uh, is, is gone for good, then uh, we'll, we'll kind of open back up in, this, in some of the other locations around the world as well. Anyway, so thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast, y'all. We'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week. 